0: This episode of Field to Fork was produced as part of the Seattle Good Business Network's Good Food Economy program and supported by Eat Local First, home of the Washington Food and Farm Finder, Washington's source for local food. Find local farms, seafood, and more at eatlocalfirst.org. This is the Field to Fork podcast, where we take you on a deep dive into the local food economy of the Puget Sound region, from farming operations to fine dining and everywhere in between. Going to the source to find out how food comes to be and gets to you. Direct from the people making it happen. I'm your host, Keith Bacon, and with me is my new co-host, Becky Selengut. Hi, Becky. Hi, Keith. It is August in the great Pacific Northwest, And August is like a pretty magical time for food, local food in the Pacific Northwest. What are some things that you look forward to eating in August?
1: Tomatoes have to top the list Mm -hmm. because I really feel like as a New Jersey girl, they're really only at their best during the peak Mm -hmm. season. And so August is when I just I can't stop eating them in every single way. Like my grandfather, who would wear his little tiny blue shorts, no shirt, not me, I wear a shirt, uh-huh. he'd go out to my grandmother's garden, grab a big tomato with a salt shaker, a little tiny salt uh-huh. shaker, and he would t- eat it like an apple and pour salt on it, <laughs> and it, it is the way to go in August. Also, eggplant, mm. I'm a big eggplant fan, mm-hmm. and especially like Japanese eggplants in, in August, they're, they're so delicious, so wonderful. Yeah. Um, and all the chili peppers, uh, all those chili peppers. Yeah.
0: You can have my eggplant. I'm not like a huge fan. I've gotten better at it, and my friend uh, Caroline Dodge does this incredible eggplant parmesan, but it's basically mm-hmm. like a cheese mm-hmm. and sauce delivery system. I mean, there, you know, right. there's eggplant in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a misunderstood vegetable for
0: sure. It is. I god, I wish someone would put a book out about misunderstood I vegetables. I mean, come on. Seriously. <laughs> Something to look forward to. You know, I'm a huge BlackBerry fan, and I love mm-hmm. going to pick blackberries in my neighborhood or in the parks. And last summer, we went to Tolt McDonald Park in the Fall City area, which you are familiar with. And there's this great beach where these two rivers converge and create this little jetty. So you can sort of float around in a tube without having to constantly paddle. And on the other side of the river, we discovered last summer... All these big fat blackberries just like hanging Mm -hmm. over the river. So we would just paddle over there, like gorge on berries. Very much (laughs) like like bears. Like actual bears. bears? Yes, like actual bears gorging on berries in the river, getting like blackberry juice like all over your chest and stuff. Oh my God, what an image. Um, so those are, I mean, I, I guess I'm Captain Obvious when it comes to eating in August. <laughs> but
1: Well, yeah, because I, I was Captain Subtle by saying tomatoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of eating local in August, Eat Local Month King County is happening in August. It's the first time that they're doing this promotion. And we're going to learn a little bit more about it now with our interview with Cheryl Weiser. Joining us on this episode to talk about eating local in the summertime and anytime is Cheryl Weiser, Director of Outreach with Tilt Alliance. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Keith. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Becky. Thanks so much for being with us today.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: So we're going to talk about Eat Local Month King County, which is happening all month long in August. But first... I wanted to ask you how you first got involved in the local food economy.
2: That's a great question. The short answer is that back in 2007, 2008, I worked with a public affairs agency called Good Food Strategies mm-hmm. and started working with them with different projects they were involved with. And then I was hired by an organization called Cascade Harvest Coalition And brought on to manage the Puget Sound Fresh program, which is actually kind of an early forerunner of a statewide Eat Local First program. Mm -hmm. So that was a way of bringing folks together to connect with local food and local farms. And I ran that program for about 10 years. And it was actually started by King County and modeled after the Jersey Fresh program in the state of New Jersey. Oh, I know, Jersey Fresh, right? Jersey Strong. Jersey! Yeah, Jersey Tomatoes Rock.
0: So let's talk about Eat Local Month King County happening this month. What should people know about it? Eat
2: Local Month King County is taking place during the month of August. Mm-hmm. And really, it kind of think about it as a month-long joyous celebration slash PSA of all the ways to connect with local food in King County, mm-hmm. which is... I believe, the 10th largest county in the United States, mm-hmm. which could be either geographically speaking or population-wise. But it's incredibly diverse in all of those different ways. Washington State is an agricultural powerhouse in general, and King County is, is right up there as a county that is producing a lot of diversity. But it's not just about farms and, and what can be produced on a farm, which is also non-food items mm-hmm. like fiber, And lavender and things like that. But it's also a celebration of local makers, people that are doing things like making ice cream with local products. Mm. Yes, please. Yes, kombucha and all of those wonderful things and local drinks, local beer, distillers, mead, honey. It's also local restaurants and, of course, farmers markets and grocers. And we even really are getting down to the seed level, literally Mm. talking about ways that you can also grow your own food, what are those resources. We have an amazing seed grower right over on Vashon. It's Wild Dreams Farm and Seed, and she is just an amazing farm. So we really want to make sure that folks are kind of connecting with the continuum that is local food, because it really starts with all of the different ways that we connect with it. And access should not be limited to just shopping a farmer's market or going to a grocery store, there are access points for everyone. And that also includes food, nutrition, access programs like WIC and SNAP and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Amazing. So interesting. I love it.
0: Yeah, And you're at the heart of it. And I think going back to something that you were talking about, the size of King County, I think King County is actually the, has the third largest amount of farmland in the state, which a lot of people think, oh, everything's grown over in Walla Walla or something. But there's a lot of stuff that's being grown right here in our own mm-hmm. county. So what what's going on with this promotion throughout the month of August? How do people participate or what do they need to know to to get in on the fun?
2: The easy entry point is we have a Facebook page that is Eat Local First King County. Mm -hmm. And during the month of August, if you go to eatlocalfirst.org, there will be a page on Eat Local First that is all about the upcoming Eat Local Month celebrations. I should say that Eat Local Month King County is the only one that is happening in August. Mm -hmm. But actually, it is modeled after... Eat Local Month in uh, Whatcom County. There's also one in the Olympic Peninsula. Those are happening in September. There are also other ones happening this year in Whidbey Island and Skagit. But we are up in August. So just go to www.eatlocalfirst.org, and there will be links that will take you to the Eat Local Month King County page. And on that page, there will be links to events that are happening during the month that will include different farmers that are actually creating events that they are having on farms. We have some local restaurants that are joining in, maybe some special menus. There's Chomp that's happening. There's Taste of Seattle Made. There are going to be the annual zucchini races at the Uh Neighborhood Farmers Market Association, which we are not creating any events for the month, but we want to be able to help connect folks to all of the ways that they can connect with local food and farms in a really fun way. Mm -hmm. Um, We have some local U-picks that are doing date nights on the farm, which are really cool. That's Mm -hmm. happening at Blueberry Glen. There's also workshops and things that are happening. Also, we're going to have a really rockin' enter to win. We'll just be a very short survey for folks to fill out, and then they'll be eligible for all kinds of prizes. We'll be doing giveaways on our social media. We're going to have recipes on the website, tips on how to do a U-Pick, how to shop at a farmer's market, all the ways that folks can connect with local food and then ways to grow their own food. And of course, Tilt Alliance is a terrific resource for helping folks do that. We're excited about it. We really can't wait. We really are hoping to just bring a lot of folks in and get them connected to learn about Eat Local First as a platform, the Washington Food and Farm Finder, and to really show some love for all of the folks that work Really, really hard to bring local food to our tables. Yeah.
1: Cheryl, you sound so passionate, but I have to admit I didn't hear anything you said after zucchini races.
2: Oh. <laughs> I know, right? It, it's 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 I a did. lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: joking. Of course um, I heard everything. <laughs> there's
2: a, you might like this. There's a local bakery, it's Coffee Clotch up in Lake yeah. City, and they make these amazing German pretzels and they use shepherd's grain flour. And um, they're going to make some Eat Local Month sugar cookies during the month of August. I know, you can have a cookie and watch zucchini races right there in Lake City. We're thrilled by the way different folks are jumping on board to be part of the campaign.
0: That's awesome. And I'm glad that you mentioned the Washington Food and Farm Finder, which we mentioned at the top of many of our episodes of this podcast, because that's been one of the sponsors that has helped us keep going. And it is a really great uh, tool to use throughout the year, but it would be really handy to use during Eat Local Month King County to find out what's going on in your Mm -hmm. own backyard, so to speak.
2: And speaking of sponsors, we should say that Eat Local Month King County It is made possible with funding from the King Conservation District, and it's also presented by PCC Community Markets with additional support from our friends at Seattle Good Business Network, After 95 Creative, 21 Acres, Harbor Food Services, and Seattle Farmers Market Association. And we're really grateful to all of them for making this possible because it's really allowing us to have more promotion and marketing to get the word out.
0: Mm -hmm. It is such a supportive community. I've found since dabbling into this through the podcast of just how people are really excited to work with each other and support each other, whether or not it necessarily directly benefits or affects their own business. It's just like part of the local food economy is just supporting each other.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I think there's been no pun intended. I think there's been a real seed change since COVID, which is really how Eat Local First and the Washington Food and Farm Finder kind of came about. You know, in March of 2020, we were all having these conversations on a statewide level to see how we could join together our various food and farm finders. Tilt Alliance had the Farm Guide, Sustainable Connections had their Food Atlas, Pierce County Fresh had a listing, WSU Food Systems. But literally in March, in April, people were going, how can I connect with food? And overnight, producers literally lost access to markets, farmers Mm -hmm. markets, restaurants, all those things. Mm -hmm. So it really was a question of, how do we keep this economy moving forward? How do we keep our communities connected and moving forward? And so it was really deep, intense, passionate, communal work. And I don't think that stopped in any way. I think it has grown stronger. And it's really fantastic to have Keith, you and Becky and the Field of Fork podcast in here telling these stories because they're really important. None of this happens in a
0: vacuum. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with like a tough question. A pop <laughs> you can't come up with an answer, that's okay. Can you think of one thing that you couldn't find locally made in King County?
2: It's just like Jeopardy is like the the, the theme song is running in my head right now. You might not be able to find hops. Washington State, I believe, is the hot-growing capital of the world, I and I think it's yeah, yeah. I think it's Yakima, yeah. I may be wrong. Uh, nobody out there in podcast <laughs> land hold me accountable, <laughs> but that was my wild guess. We can't find bananas. Well, yeah. So anytime you see somebody with a, a picture showing, hey, we locally, and they're showing bananas, no,
1: <laughs> <don't>, yeah, <laughs> probably all the tropical fruits would be hard to find here. I would yeah. assume that's an easy answer, but I like hops as a mm-hmm. a Washington
0: State answer for what you can't find in Western Washington. I was going to say yak meat. That's the only <laughs> thing I can <could> think <laughs> of.
2: But. That's a good one. There is a farm in Washington that grows saffron,
0: but yes. they're again in
2: yeah they're in Central Washington. The Beacon Hill Yak Farm and their yak butter. It's going to
1: be very offended by your assumptions. <laughs> <teeth>. <laughs>
2: I, I know for a minute I was like, wait. Is there a Beacon Hill yak farm in Yak Butter? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's in my basement. They're located right next to the Pickled Banana store. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl, when you eat local first in your everyday life, where do you start?
2: Oh, I love that question. First of all, we at my house, we do a number of different things. We have a weekly delivery from New Roots Organics. And so Carolyn Boyle has been doing an amazing job for years, sourcing from a lot of Washington farmers. There is some citrus that comes in from that that is coming, obviously not from Washington. Mm -hmm. We work with another food delivery company called Local Yokels. I love them. They do such an amazing job of sourcing from a lot of King County producers. Farmers markets always, they have schooled me in all the things, and especially to become a better cook. Wallingford Farmer's Market, Ballard. I split my time between Seattle and Duval. So I'm doing Duval. I'm doing Carnation Farmer's Market. Pike Place, of course. I'm a real fan of UPix. picks. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a really important way for folks to connect with their food. Because first of all, when you pick strawberries for a couple of hours, you have a real appreciation for the people who harvest our mm-hmm. food. And they are really part of the equation as well. I'm a jammer, literally, making music and jam. So I really love to either go to the farmer's market and get fruit or I'm getting married in September. So I have an apricot hookup uh. with a farmer <laughs> actually in central Washington because we're going to give away jam oh. as, a, as a wedding sort of favor. Where else do I go? Um, local meat, again, work with farmers at the farmer's market, shop PCC a lot. And local fish, we are going right to, uh, Becky, what's the fish market down on uh, where Chinooks is? That's
1: the wild salmon seafood.
2: Wild, Yeah, wild salmon seafood. I also grow a lot of herbs, mm-hmm. usually tomatoes and things like that. And uh, I guess that's off the top of my list right now. I don't know I've been well schooled you know I'm used to doing it I've learned a lot about how to look for seconds at the farmers markets that's something yeah. we want to help people figure out this summer what the hacks are for eating locally and kind of think being budget conscious as well
0: Yeah, I'm all about the seconds heirloom tomatoes when they (laughs) become at a a price point where I'm like, yes, give me a whole bag of those things. (laughs) (laughs) In addition to your work in the local food economy, you're also a singer, songwriter, musician, and your pie and persistence house concerts have raised nearly $100,000 for nonprofit organizations focused on environmental and social justice. First of all, let's talk about the name Pie and Persistence. Where did that come from?
2: Pie is the ultimate communal food. Apologies to paella. Um, (laughs) And I love all of the metaphors around pie. And My feeling around doing this is that we don't need smaller slices of pie. We need bigger pies. It is a beautiful communal food. And who doesn't love pie? makes you pretty happy. Mm -hmm. And the persistence part came from back in, I think, 2017, when Elizabeth Warren was filibustering or speaking in the Senate, and it's brought to mind to everybody, still she persisted. Mm-hmm. And I felt that in, when I started the series in 2017, that living rooms were very powerful places to raise awareness and support for advocacy organizations and nonprofits that were doing work that were really important. And that includes land-based organizations, farm-based organizations like Washington Farmland Trust. I think the one that really was near and dear to my heart, a couple were the Migrant Clinicians Network, mm. which during COVID was doing a lot of work to get health care to migrant farm workers around the country, and also to help get them accurate information about masking and help them get vaccinations and things like that, and supporting other organizations like the Black Farmers Collective. And organizations like the Myriad Clinicians Network don't even have a development department. Mm. So it's really about thinking about who are these organizations that really need the support. And we'd be surprised by joy if a check from nowhere shows up and mm. you just go, here's some pie. Mm.
0: <laughs>
2: and, yeah, it's been really beautiful. And I'm just the musician. You know, people make this happen they're incredibly generous. And I have to tell you, when you walk into somebody's backyard and they have all their friends, and Becky, you would die if you saw this, like a 12-foot table filled with pie, (laughs) you just want to weep. It's really amazing. So I'm going to continue raising money for organizations that are supporting food access and land justice and access to land and all of those things because it really is a miracle that any local food gets from a farm to our table. And I want there to be abundance for all, not just people who have a certain zip code and the ability to afford whatever they want. Wow. I love that.
0: Love it. And uh, I might get to that pie table first before Becky's. So <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> Cheryl, do you feel a connection between music and food?
2: Oh, absolutely. In the food systems community that we're part of, people are connected. They are working to try to figure out ways to bolster, lift, and kind of work together. And that's very similar in the music community, particularly here in Seattle. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of love. And I would like to believe, you know, no matter where we are in our beliefs or politics, we can sit down at a table, hopefully, and have some pie together. We can share a meal, and we can have some joy in that. Not always the easiest thing to do, but I believe in that. And it's the same thing with music. Music is a great equalizer. And I actually just recently saw Joni Mitchell at the Gorge.
0: Oh, yeah. And
2: um, in that experience, 20,000 plus people, no matter where they were coming from in their life, they were all there in the mystery, in the magic, and coming together. And as Joni kept saying throughout the evening, love wins. So I think that music and food are about our love, and they are about our joy and they are about connection. And it's very magical. So yeah, I, I think there's a connection. It's very deep within me. And I love nothing more than to bring people together around a beautiful meal. Looking forward to doing more of that. Cheryl, you really give good podcasts, I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That is the ultimate compliment. You're both really good at bringing forth the joy. So I thank you both.
0: Speaking of bringing forth joy, are you ready to play our game, Hot Takes?
2: I guess I am. I didn't know I was going to have a game involved. This is like really cool. Bring on the cue on the music.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We we probably should. I'll work on that. I'll have some theme music. If only
2: we knew a
1: musician. (laughs) Hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the way this works, Cheryl, is Becky's just going to hit you with two choices, and you just pick one, and you can talk about. Why you picked one or the other and don't overthink it. Okay? It's kind
1: of like the desert island. What do you what foods do you bring in the desert island sort of thing? You've played that before. I think all people who love food have played that. All right. So first one, hot takes. Hot takes. Here we go. Hot takes with Cheryl Weiser. Pickles or onions?
2: Oh, definitely pickles.
1: I love when people come up so quickly and they're like, there's just no choice <laughs> yeah, about
0: it. Like onions don't even exist in this yeah, world. Sc- or
1: screw <laughs> onions. Yeah. <laughs> this onions suck. <laughs> team pickle all the way
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> would you like to and i like how also cheryl you didn't feel like you had to defend that choice and that's perfectly okay yes too.
2: yeah like, yeah you I, know mean, I, I do i guess it's it's the jersey girl in me i grew up with pickles who doesn't love like a good sour pickle
1: mm. not this jersey girl just kidding <laughs> okay <laughs> no i love pickles okay fish and chips or burger and fries mm. oh this is no pickle or onion
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the fish and chips, like a really good fish and chips with malt vinegar. And you got your choice of your like really nice tartar sauce, but really perfect fish and chips. Because a burger anymore just makes me feel like I have just been weighed down with, no offense, beef producers in King County and Washington State. I love a good burger, but I'm going to go with the fish and chips.
0: Yeah. All right. Sounds and I'm good. so glad that you gave a shout out to malt vinegar in the fish and chips experience. Because I am very specific about each bite that I take. Mm-hmm. It's a little splash of vinegar and then a little sprinkle of salt on top. before, And I have to eat it really fast before it gets too mushy. Like, it's all about the malt vinegar. And if you aren't putting malt vinegar on your fish and chips, get with the program. Okay. That's okay. right. Or, God. That's wow. Right.
2: Or wow, maybe a little lemon, too.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: I knew <laughs> you were a queen, Keith, but I didn't know you were the <laughs> fish and chip queen.
0: I guess I am. (laughs)
2: Okay, can we have a date to go eat fish and chips together, the three of us? I want to see this in real time. Okay, great. Absolutely. Okay, this one.
1: I'm going to predict this might be hard for you, Cheryl. Oysters Mm -hmm. or clams? Oysters.
2: Oh, it was not hard at all. I am wrong. I think it goes to what we were just talking about: a good, beautiful, briny oyster with lemon, or a little. What else do they bring with oysters? I want to say hot sauce. Sometimes hot sauce. Sometimes horseradish. Horseradish. Mignonette, that's mignonette. and then Oysters, Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. I love clams and a good pasta and clams, things like that. But oysters right away. It's that clean, fresh, smooth, rich taste. I just I love it. I thought mm-hmm. you' were going
1: to say clams only because I'm also a Jersey girl, and i I grew up yeah. with having the steamers, like big parties in the backyard oh, yeah. with from the coast. All right. Speaking of waterways, ocean or lake. Ocean. Oh, we almost lost her, Keith. We almost lost her. We almost <laughs> yeah. had her go lake. I saw it. I could see it. Yeah, I
2: just I just thought of, again, Jersey, Jersey Shore, beautiful mm-hmm. ocean, mm-hmm. Hawaii, all the places. Yeah, the ocean is magic.
1: Okay. Move it along. Blueberries or blackberries? Blueberries. Cobbler or cake? Cobbler. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cougar gold cheese or Beecher's
2: flagship? Oh, no. Who sponsors you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. King uh, County all the way, baby. Beacher's yeah. flagship.
1: I knew she was going to go Beachers. Uh, West Seattle or Ballard?
2: Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> I was, I,
1: hey, I'm just reading them. I didn't write them. Blame, blame the queen. Oh man.
0: Okay,
2: no. yeah. Oh wow. I, okay. Ooh, I'm gonna go West Seattle Ballard. Apologies all the way. Ballard is furious.
1: <laughs> furious. <laughs> and then if that didn't make you mad, here comes Everett or Edmonds. Edmonds. Farmer's oh. Market. Or the, you're mean, Keith. I'm just reading these for the first time. No, 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 no. Farmer's Market or CSA Box?
2: Oh, that is just... I cool. know. Right? <laughs> um, A quick caveat. Farmer's Market, only because for me, if I were just to get a, a CSA Box all by myself, I can't go through it. But. Apologies. I love CSAs, rock and roll all the way, and we'll just put farmers markets on this one. Fair enough.
1: I think that's that's a fair answer. Also, <laughs> farmers market, it's kind of like the Brandy Carlisle Joni Mitchell one that we did. Mm. Wasn't it? Because didn't was it Bro- Jody Mitchell? Was the other one? Whoever takes inspiration from the other, you can go mm-hmm. with the them right. because it's still honoring the other one. So if right. you said yeah, farmers <laughs> market is still honoring the CSA box. That's right. Okay. To music. Brandy Carlisle
2: or Taco Cat? Brandy Carlisle, Team Brandy. That's yeah. right. She was literally was just at the concert. <laughs> Band of Horses or Fleet Foxes? Fleet Foxes.
0: Yeah, yes. I like that one too.
1: I like both. And oh, we're coming down to the last three here. Mm-hmm. This was a really good one, Keith. I was happy with this one. De Laurentiis or
2: Big John's PFI?
0: On those rare days when you're not eating local.
2: Ah, yes, of course. That is unfair, but I'm gonna go with Big John's PFI. Yeah, because <laughs> that is I love De but Me too. Big John's is like going home.
1: Yeah, yeah. they move though, and it's not quite yeah. the same. It's I was different. at yeah, it's different, it, it, but I was at PFI's yesterday, and I struck up a great conversation over mortadella with two folks from the Castilian region of Spain. It was a wonderful, like, <laughs> interesting experience you only have in places like that. Uh huh. And then this is our honorary James Taylor question. Winter, spring, summer, or fall?
2: Winter, spring, summer, let's see, fall. fall, fall. She could actually sing it, (laughs) Keith. Damn, dude, that's hard. I'm going to go with fall. Yes. Are you born in the fall, Cheryl? Born in January, and I have learned to appreciate winter as I have been entering the winter of my years, but uh, (laughs) fall is magical.
0: Yeah. It's got pumpkins.
2: It does have pumpkins. And then this is the
1: now infamous question that stumped Mm -hmm. me when I was asked it on the very first podcast we did together, oil or vinegar? Oil.
2: Mm. Olive oil. Mm -hmm. And please Mm -hmm. explain. Because I'm not going to dip really good bread in just vinegar, but I'm going to dip it in olive oil. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite food groups: is bread and olive oil. Mm, and that, um, yeah.
0: is that a food group? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Now. It is now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, on that, pies. it's on that pyramid. Pies, yeah. pies at the bottom. Oh, uh, that
0: is a pyramid! I want bread. to climb. <laughs> ice cream,
2: ice cream's in there. Yeah. Ice cream's in there too. Yeah.
0: Well, thank
2: awesome. you for playing our game. Yes. Oh, it was fun.
0: Thank you so much for uh, joining us today, Cheryl, and for all the incredible work that you have done and are continuing to do in our local food economy. It's very inspiring. And also, you make it seem like a lot of fun. And that's what we're all about here at Field Fork.
2: Right on. <laughs> I also
1: have to point out, before we leave, Cheryl is kind of a hero in this world. And when I first started getting into sustainability and food, Cheryl Weiser's name was like, boom, you got to know this person. She knows everyone. She's has her finger on the on the pulse of the local food economy, and that has not changed. You've just elevated and grown your world, and, and it's such a big tent, and you include everybody in it, and I just want to say thank you.
2: Wow, that's incredible. Thank you, Becky, and right back at you, because you are also a legend in our food world, and really grateful for all the ways that you have taught us how to be better eaters and better stewards of our local food scene. And I'm really grateful to both of you for the opportunity and for the magic that you're making.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Cheryl. All right, let's go eat some pie. <laughs> well, that's that's what all the lesbians are saying. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That was really fun to talk to Cheryl. She uh, has done a lot of amazing stuff in this food economy world of ours.
1: She really has. She's just a bringer together of people. And I love that all these organizations have also kind of merged together to fight the good fight together and not be kind of competing for limited resources uh, against each other, but really kind of getting everybody under the same tent. A great model for other states. And Washington has kind of led
0: the way Mm -hmm. with this movement. Mm -hmm. Um, And Cheryl's been kind of at the heart of that. Mm -hmm. I forgot to ask her what kind of pies that she likes or likes to serve.
1: Mm, I'm going to say Cheryl is a
0: cherry pie girl Hmm. that's my that's my take i was gonna say berry pie Mm. you say cherry i say berry we'll have to follow up with cheryl and find out
1: yeah what's your favorite pie
0: you know i'm kind of like cheryl there's no pie i'll kick out of bed you know like i like them that's what
1: i say every day
0: (laughs) well we have another thing in common then
1: (laughs) (laughs) except i also like eggplants yeah
0: yeah you can have them That's it for this episode of Field to Fork. If you like what you heard, make sure you don't miss a moment. Hit that follow button on your podcast player app. And while you're there, you could also leave us a great review. I know you've got it in you. And why stop there? Take a second to share our show with your friends and family. And if you have story ideas for Becky and I to explore together in future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a DM on Instagram and Facebook, where our handle on both platforms is at field to fork podcast might as well go ahead and follow our socials there too right field to fork is a made with bacon production all rights reserved interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity i'm keith bacon thanks for listening